0: Morning everyone, uh, it's good to be with you, even though it's online. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit this morning from Psalm 13, dip into the book of James, chapter 1. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about hope, um, but a process of hope going from sort of a lament to waiting on the Lord and um, to worship and how that can really put into us a language of hope. Um through a very difficult time I don't know what lockdown has been like for you um, but personally for me it's not been easy at times trying to work from home uh, and manage all those sort of uh, complications that you come across through the dynamics of working at home to having three kids at home trying to homeschool um, literally dragging them sometimes through homeschooling they really uh, have found it a challenge um, to 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 adjust to this new dynamic that we're in Um, and there's been moments there's been times when for me personally I've just been fed up you know you just think how long is this going to go on for like what is this about Um, and what I want to talk about this morning is a little bit about how we can just be totally honest totally real totally who you are before God You've not got to come to God with stuff in order. You've not got to come to God with stuff set right or made right or looking good or any polish or veneer on your life and on your problems, on your moments. You can come to God with absolutely the rawest person that you are. Perhaps the person that only you know about, that that other people might be surprised to see. You can take that you straight to the throne of God because of the work of Jesus Christ Uh, and I want to pick up on that a little bit uh, in this talk um, because I think I've started to tap into and I've known it's been there for ages and I've used it before but just recently throughout the the lockdown experience shall we say I've started to discover the language of lament a little bit more now I'm not saying that every moment of my Christian life is a lament uh, and a lament in the Bible is this sort of cry out to god why is this happening Um, it's sometimes a place for an individual where they will be calling out through a moment of difficulty or challenge or trial they'll be calling out to god or a communal group um, a communal prayer a group of believers and followers that hit the wall that have struggled um, or have just been expressing and this is important it's not just massive epic struggle it's expressing these moments and being real with God, and it's it's enabling us today. Reading the Bible, looking back, I think it enables us now to have a real language of worship, a real language of waiting, uh, and expressing our true heart, our true emotion to God. And I think something that's come out through lockdown for me is I've I've felt God saying, "I want that connection with the real You, Nathan. Uh, I, I want that co- connection." with the real you my son and I wonder today for you that's my challenge I guess is what I'm saying is God saying to you son daughter I want you to come to me with the real you the the real you you know the stuff that you feel the stuff that you've thought the stuff that's churning in your heart or your head that you think where can where can I go or how can I articulate this to God and how can I share this in a way that God would hear it and hopefully we're going to unpack some stuff in the Bible. Uh, that, that will really just help you to unlock and share that in your prayer life, in your walk, or, or maybe in your discovery of who God is in your life. Um, I remember a, a while ago, uh, I got married uh, to Jen. Uh, it was 2001 um, and it was the August of 2001. And we'd moved, so we got married and we moved into the family home. Uh, that, that was my parents' home. My parents had moved out uh, and were going to pastor a church. And the house we were in was for sale, so we had a deadline to get out of it. We just we were lodging basically while we were trying to find a home. My wife was in her second year degree, um, second year of her degree in Egham, and so in Staines near near Surrey. Um, and basically, what had happened was we we were on summer holidays. We got married. And the intention was to go back to Egham, I'd get a job, we'd rent a flat and we'd basically go back as husband and wife. Got married, it was all looking great and uh, we couldn't find a job in Egham for me and we couldn't find a house to rent because didn't have a job. And it's almost like you can't do one without the other and we were stuck. And I remember feeling like a complete failure. Because I'd done the big sales pitch to her dad, uh, John. I said, you know, we're gonna, I'm going to marry your daughter. Um, it's going to be brilliant. And um, I'm going to provide. I'm going to meet all of the needs that family will have. So on and so forth. Hit hurdle number one straight away and fell. Couldn't provide. Couldn't find a job. And couldn't find a house to rent. And and whilst he didn't say it, I kind of thought that he was thinking, man, this, this dude is a failure. Like, who have I let marry my my daughter? So I was wrestling with this stuff, and I remember one night it kind of peaked, and I said to Jen, "I just want to express this stuff." And we started praying, uh, and it came out like, "Lord, why has this happened? What, what what did I do? What what have I done wrong? Like, why why is this not unfolded the way I thought it would? I, I thought I'd heard right. I thought I was doing right. I thought we'd settle this up and and created this opportunity to move, you know." But it hadn't worked out how I wanted. And I remember praying it out in frustration. And it was raw. It was emotional. It was me before God saying, this is rubbish. This should have worked and it hasn't. Um, And they're almost saying to God, where are you in this? Um, And then it transitioned. They moved into a moment of feeling and saying, actually, Lord, I know you're there. I know you can hear me. I know you're part of this and I know you're in this place with us we're not journeying this on our own, you're with us in this. And then it moved for a place of feeling like, okay, I, I can trust you. Uh, and I know your promises are good. I know you are who you say you are. And I won't let my heart falter. I won't let my vision fade. I'm going to hang on to what I believe is right. I'm going to keep trusting you. And then it finally got to a place of worship. It was like, God, you are amazing you know what, God, you're the best. You've got this in control, and I, and I trust you. I leave it with you. And and I worshipped God there, and we both did. Jenny and I started worshipping. We started singing praises to God, not at the same time or in the same tempo or, or key even. It, it sounded terrible, but I think to God it was really genuine. Um, and, and what I'm saying here is this is one example in my life where I've found that the Bible can help us find a language Um, through these moments in our lives and they don't always have to be you know cliff face moments where everything's gone wrong and you're crying out from the bottom of your heart and despair it can just be life it can just be the moments that you encounter that you think what's the language what's what's the way in which I can speak this stuff out and what I want to say is throughout history we are not the first people to be journeying with this and talking this stuff through with God you know your bible is absolutely jam packed with people like you and me that are journeying in life and trying to navigate the ups the downs the 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 nightmare situations the good stuff the good the bad the ugly and we're doing that in relationship with god and there is a narrative there's a script there's a there's a journey there's a a pathway that's been mapped out and you can find it and follow it and david for example I'm going to read this to you this is psalm 13 Uh, this is one of david's laments how long lord will you forget me forever how long will you hide your face from me how long will you store up anxious concerns within me agony in my mind every day how long will my enemy dominate me i mean you can see already he's calling out to god he's like how long like or i thought i heard right or why is this happening to me or or why is this going on or why can't I see clearly in this way or why do I feel this way it's just connecting with God it's calling out and saying Lord I know you're there what is going on what is going on and then it moves it transitions Uh, and verse 3 consider me and answer Lord my God restore brightness to my eyes otherwise I will sleep in death my enemy will say I have triumphed over him and my foes will rejoice because i'm shaken. It's like this it's like this petition or, or not a complaint but uh, it's like lord please consider me please would you hear me please would you hear my prayer hear hear my my petition before you uh, because only in you can i find restoration redemption salvation forgiveness healing be stood back on my feet have the energy and fight to go again you know it's that sort of affirm uh, uh, yeah affirmation Back in God this is all on you Lord I, without you I've got nothing here and I, I love that pattern we see in Psalm 13 and then it goes on but I have trusted in your faithful love my heart will rejoice in your deliverance my heart will rejoice in your deliverance he hasn't seen it yet I will sing to the Lord because he has treated me generously again you see this pattern emerging this kind of uh, moment of coming before God honest raw real lord where are you would you hear my prayer this is my prayer i don't understand why this is happening i need some clarity i need wisdom holy spirit would you speak into this give me give me your insights and yet i will trust i will trust even though i haven't seen the answer even though you know in my prayer about the house and the job i did get a job and and we did rent a house it was a couple of months down the line it came in time And we did not go without. We were provided for and looked after. So it all came in place. But at that point, I couldn't see it. Uh, But then at the end of that lament or that um, language that we can use, it's calling back on the promises of God. It's saying, even though I can't see it yet, I trust that it's there. And I trust that your best interests are at heart, Lord. I trust that your will will be done and that you will be glorified throughout my life. And I've found that that, pattern in some respects has really held me in certain moments in certain seasons of my life when when I've gone to the Bible and I've really not understood anything when I've tried to open the Bible and if you're opening the Bible for the first time today you're looking at this video feed and you're like I'm approaching this as a complete non-Christian I don't know anything You might open the Bible and just be totally lost, but looking for a language and a way to communicate to God. And I think one of the ways that we can do this is this lament. It is this honest, raw, here I am God, this situation really stinks, but I believe you're there and I'm just going to trust you and leave it with you. I'm just going to trust you and hang on to you. Um, And it's something we see unfolded in the Bible. Um, And for me personally, it's been... It's been something that I've really relied on. As I say, when heart uh, or an understanding of the Bible kind of slips away and I'm struggling to read, I'm struggling to understand, or even in prayer, I'm struggling to connect, I'm struggling to pray. You know, my my daily Bible notes, I'm like, oh, I'm now a week behind and I feel like I've kind of lost the thread with them. And just take it back to just talking to God, honest and raw. And, and I remember the first time... I heard a guy really express his heart uh, as raw as it could be and it was, I mean it it was surprising and this guy poured his heart out to God and I'll be totally honest with you, it involved a lot of swearing and my conservative Christian sort of upbringing, I was like shocked, it was uh, is it okay for this guy to be talking to God like that? Is it okay for this? And I don't know where you sit on that theologically, if you... Don't like that you know someone swearing in in their dialogue to God I'm not looking for for exploration on that all all I'm saying is this guy went to God with the absolute rawest of his life it was like this is unvarnished this is me and I want you to see the real me God and I was actually really shocked by that taken back by that the that God is big enough to take you on exactly how you are it'll take you on exactly how you are no no alteration to behavior or moderation or filters you come to god as who you are and if you scale it back to to a father or mother you know example any of you that are dads or mums if your kids come to you would you want them to filter how they speak (laughs) would you want them to not tell you exactly how they're feeling even if it involves them exploding into a tirade of words you think oh my word how did they learn this I would much rather my kids, any one of them, to come to me with their real heart, the real emotion, the real them, pour it out, as ugly as it might be, as rude or crude as it might sound, or come and tell me your heart, tell me your heart. And that's me, a pretty flawed and failed human dad. I I like to think that God's big enough and capable enough and loving enough to see me and take me on as I am and and that's what I've experienced in my in my relationship and my walk with God and and here's the thing I want to pick this up because I think this is important I think what happens is when we go through what the Bible calls times of um, uh, trial testing or challenge uh, there can be a place of joy that 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 you've never accessed before because of those uh, set uh sequence of events that are happening in or around your life that may sound absolutely crazy let me unpack it a little bit um and, and the reason i'm doing this because i think lockdown has been particularly hard on loads of us uh, it has on my family and you think when is this going to end like it's quite a challenging test in time um I remember reading uh, James chapter one with a mate of mine, a mate of ours at CVM called Sunil. We were in Serbia. It was a hot, sticky night. We were having a pound burger. It was a really weird memory. And he, he got his Bible out. And he was like, let's read James one together. He's a really like calm, godly man. Just got his Bible out. And it said this, consider it pure joy. Consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature, complete, lacking in nothing. Let me read this again from the message. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors so don't try and get out of anything prematurely let it do its work so you become mature well developed not deficient in any way now i started to need to change the narrative around lockdown in my own life um, because i found i was getting to a place where it was like when is this going to end what is the point of this? And I was getting angry at the news that's coming on the telly. I'd wake up in the morning, look at the news. Why do they know? Why are they not opening the schools? What you know, I, and I was a professional on all this, uh, so I thought. Um, and I'd go to bed reading the news, getting angry because I'm not hearing what I want to hear from Boris, and I'm not. And I started to find myself quite consumed by it. Uh, and then I decided, having read James and gone back and looking at that verse about how every situation trials test can be used to discover a gift of joy uh, and, and a hope in us and I was like how on earth do you find that I mean I've not personally found that <laughs> yet and I was in a real place of searching um, because I wanted to get out of lockdown prematurely it was this I th- this is uncomfortable I want out of this I don't want this anymore and I, and I want to make different decisions. And I started to ask myself a different set of questions. I started to ask myself, God, what are you showing me about me during this time? What are you wanting to change about me? What are you wanting me to see and celebrate that is good in my life, that I'm doing well at, that I'm thriving at, that I'm flourishing at? What are the things that you're pleased with in my life? And I started to ask some different questions. Instead of, when's this ending? How do I get out of this? God, slow me down. What are you teaching me in this time? And it started to take me, as I say, on this bit of a journey of discovering this language of waiting on God, being real and raw before God, using the stuff that's in place already, the lament I've given you in Psalm 13. There's loads of loads of others in Psalms. But this language and dialogue to to really discover how you wait on God. You bring your stuff to God, you pour your heart out raw and real, and then you reaffirm and you wait on God. And something happens in the waiting on God when you use this in your life. And you use the Bible to, to really direct the way you think and the way you feel. And what happens is the waiting turns into worship. And that's one of the weirdest things. It's, it's the transition from coming at this, this moment and this trial and this challenge in your life... With chaos in your mind and your heart, and you, and anything like me, you want to fix it, you want to resolve it, you want to, well, I'll I'll do this and that, and then that'll be that, and it will be fixed. When you can't, when you run at this stuff, and you go, actually, I need to just wait here. I need to just trust God, hand it over to God, and, and give it over to Him. Something happens in that waiting, and I think it's a process of worship. I think it takes us to a place where we go, God, you're even bigger, you're even more you're even more amazing than i had imagined. You've met me in my pain or difficulty or challenge or trial. You've met me in lockdown. You've transformed something in my head and my heart. You've got me thinking different. You've got me acting different. You've got me speaking different. I- I'm not this person, yet your work in my life has done this, and I'm just so grateful. And that turns into worship. That turns into a real heart of worship. And then what I think can happen in any trial, in any place of difficulty or struggle, whether it's family, finances, health, and and I've seen people, I've only managed it a few times myself, but I've seen Christians who are going through some of the, the most challenging moments of their lives. They've mined and found absolute joy in their heart, and it's something that you can't buy, you can't read a book and it'll give you... It comes from a walk and a relationship with a living God and it comes from you being real and surrendering before him and saying, Lord, everything's you, I just need you. And I just want to encourage you, if you are in that place of journeying with Jesus as a Christian going forward and you're learning this language of of lament, of just actually it's real talk before God, uh, then my prayer is that you keep going on that journey Uh, and you keep walking that path and really mining the truth of James 1 that there is a gift here there is joy to be found and it's in realizing that the waiting on the Lord the trusting the hoping in his promises is worship it's worship Lord you're everything Uh, and and if you are uh, someone who's watching this who isn't yet a Christian then I want to encourage you and say that from my personal experience When everything's stripped away, when you've found that you can't answer life's questions, when you've found that you've got to a place where you say, well, there must be more. There is more. There is more. And there is joy to be found. There is hope to be found. And it's a hope that will not be corroded. It's a hope that won't rot away. It's a hope that you can't get stolen from you. It's a hope that is an investment into the life to come. Uh, and it's something that will radically transform your life. And it means you've got a relationship with the living God right now. You can journey this life and you will not be alone. And some of the most difficult moments in your life will be transformed. And and that's a promise. I've seen it happen in my own life, in in the lives of people around me, that they've discovered joy in the most darkest, deepest moments of their lives. And the world can't explain that. That only happens through the work and and the life of Jesus Christ in our lives as we learn this language of worship and we surrender to him and say, over to you, Jesus. Controls are all yours. Friends, thanks for listening. I do hope that this is an encouragement to you. As always, it will be great to be with you soon. I do hope one day to be back standing with you uh, um, as we worship the Lord together. Thanks for listening.